Our text will be referred to as we go through the sermon. So keep your service folder open to the story of the sheep and the goats. Just a sideline, if you call your children kids, you realize that's sort of an insult? I I don't think we look upon it that way today, but I think years ago, uh, Christians would never have called their children kids because the, the goats, the kids, where'd they go? You know, they were the bad ones. They went to hell. If you would call your children a kid, it's like saying you're a brat and uh, you might go somewhere that you don't want to go to if you don't straighten up. But just wanted to point that out. Think about it maybe. Maybe you won't want to call your children kids that often. There's another thing I want to point out. How many of you are left-handed? Raise your hand if you're left-handed. Let's see a couple people or something. Uh, the word for left-handed is sinister. That's sort of bad. You know? And again, I think it goes back to this story in the Bible. Um, sinister. Well, Today, being left-handed can be a big advantage, especially if you're a, a pitcher in the major leagues or something. So, anyway, just a couple of things I wanted to point out before we get into the sermon today. Day in heaven's court. You ever had to go to court because you broke a law? Well, I sort of hang my head in shame. I did have to go to court because I broke a law. In my high school years, I got together with three friends and we decided, oh, let's, let's go through this neighborhood on the other side of the river and let's throw some fireworks out of the car. Well, we did that. And unfortunately, we passed a house where the policeman was just going to work. So he chased us down. And as a result... I uh, got fingerprinted, got a picture taken, uh, had to wait for my court appearance, and that was sort of a nerve-wracking time. What's the judge going to do? Uh, fortunately, he wound up giving me a small fine, and uh, I wound up hopefully learning my lesson. I haven't been arrested since then, except for speeding tickets. I do have a couple of those. Our day in court, well, maybe uh, and hopefully you haven't had a day in court, but we all are going to have a day in heaven's court. On Judgment Day, when the world comes to an end, we're all going to get in line and appear before our heavenly judge. There'll be a line on the left and a line on the right. Before we look at uh, what's going to go on, let's look at our, the judge. Who's this judge going to be that uh, will have to appear before in heaven's court? It says that all the nations will be gathered together and the Son of Man will come in his glory. The Son of Man is going to be our judge. Who's the son of man? 
We look through Scripture, and it's uh, quite clear. Son of Man is referring to Jesus Christ. He's called that often in Scripture. Our judge will be the second person of the Trinity. Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. God the Son. So in other words, on Judgment Day, God himself will be the judge. And don't be misled by the false ideas about who our judge is. Some would make Jesus out to be some rebel rouser. Some would make him out to be a pretty good guy, but nothing that special. Others would make him out to be a good example to follow. But Jesus was much more than a good example to follow. Our judge is God the Son. Disregard all claims uh, that would try to make Jesus something else. And what about the technique of this judge? We're told many false things about Jesus. We will, we're told that this court will be conducted as follows. It says, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Wow, just think about that. All people who have ever walked on the earth, all people are going to march before Jesus on Judgment Day. It's sort of mind-boggling. During the holidays, you might be getting in certain lines and have to wait, what, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe even a half an hour to get that super thing on sale. Think about the line in heaven on Judgment Day. How's that going to work? How are all these millions and billions of people in line, how long is that going to take? We, uh, We can't comprehend that. We just have to trust. That's what the Bible says. All of us are going to march before... Jesus on Judgment Day, and uh, accept that fact. So God says. So don't be misled about the false concept of uh, how this court will be run. No. Put it in God's hands, in Jesus' hands, and know that this will be the start of eternity. And uh, waiting in line, it'll pass quickly because we know as believers where we're going to go. For the unbelievers, can you imagine being in that line on the left and knowing you're going to hell? Eternal punishment awaits, no light at the end of the tunnel. Just imagine the different composure in these two lines. One line will be shaking in their boots. Their knees will be knocking. 
They won't want to go forward, but they'll be forced to go forward and get their judgment of hell. Those on the right will be rejoicing. The end will be coming, a tremendous end where no more pain, no more problems, no more troubles, no hunger, no thirst. Imagine uh, being in that line. Let's look again to the judge, how his temperament will be as he conducts this court hearing, so to speak. Our text pictures a loving judge to those on the right and a stern judge to those on the left. He doesn't hesitate to show mercy and he doesn't hesitate to show or give punishment. He isn't bought off with any bribes, but his temperament is determined by the accused before him. If those in line accepted him, believed in him, were led to faith by the Holy Spirit, they'll go to heaven. He'll give them mercy. There's unbelief, well, they'll face his wrath. Don't be misled about the way this judge will act toward us. Some tell us that God is a loving God. He'll never punish anyone, especially not forever punish them. They would believe that if hell exists, well, it will just be a temporary place to go to. Eventually, everyone will make it to heaven. It's a good plan, but it's not the plan that God tells us about in his word. Hell does exist and exists eternally, and our judge will send convicted unbelievers to their deserved eternal punishment. On our day in heaven's court, we don't have to worry about the integrity of our judge. You know, many of the world's judges can be uh, corrupt at times, can be easily swayed at times. Can't always be sure that you're going to get uh, proper judgment depending on who is serving as the judge in that court. Well, we don't have to have such worries when it comes to the judge of heaven's court. He's the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, eternal, loving Son of God. We couldn't have a fairer or a wiser judge if we throw ourselves on the mercy of the court and believe in our Savior judge. He will show us mercy as believers. But if we refuse to seek this judge's favor during our earthly lifetime and don't believe that he is the Messiah, the promised Savior, then he will be just and punish us eternally as we deserve. Our judge in heaven's court is the most skilled judge and the fairest judge of all. We have no need to worry about his integrity. We have no need to worry about uh, the verdict he's going to give. 
we can already predict that verdict that we'll receive uh, in our court appearance. First of all, all will stand before the judge guilty. Guilty as charged. We're all sinners. We are all guilty of not being perfect as God, our Heavenly Father, demands that we be. From the time Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, all human beings are now infected with sin, damning sin. On our own, we would be in that left line. We would go to damning future. Fortunately, we're not left alone. Since nobody except Christ has ever been able to keep from sin's contamination, we're all guilty. Be sure that we recognize our guilt before our day in heaven's courts. You know, many times uh, judges hear defendants claim, I'm not guilty, judge, I didn't do that. My wife made me do it, or she did it. I have reasons. I'm, I shouldn't be judged guilty. Well, that's not going to work in heaven's court. We are guilty. We are sinful. We continue to sin every day. Even as believers, we still sin. So if it's our own actions, as we stand in court, we have a sad, sad verdict that we're going to receive. Unfortunately, there are those who are declared innocent before our heavenly judge. As we see from our text, Jesus will overlook the guilt of some and declare them pardoned. How is that possible? He is a just judge. How is he going to pardon us for the sins we commit? Well, the judge himself made it possible for us to be pardoned. He came to earth. He suffered, died, and rose. He paid the fine. He bailed us out. And thus we aren't among the group of goats. We're found firmly in the, the group of sheep, the flock of sheep. We're followers of Jesus. Be sure to remain among those who are declared innocent and will be declared innocent in heaven's court. All of mankind had bail paid for them. Jesus died for the sin of the world. But uh, all too many reject that idea. I have a pardon, however, from the guilt, uh, the guilty verdict that I deserve. You have a pardon from the guilty verdict you deserve. And that pardon is earned by Jesus. His obedience, his death, his blood, his resurrection, all of those, when we stand in front of him on Judgment Day, we will be stamped with the words, not guilty. Verdict that is given in us in our day in heaven's court, we can be assured will be the right verdict. 
Don't doubt. Don't think, oh, I've done too many bad things. Yes, I believe in Jesus, but I've blown it over and over again. He won't forgive me. But that's not the case. He forgives us all. Each and every sin we commit, He paid for. Our verdict from heaven's court will not be overturned. You know, there are some court cases that go to appeal after appeal. Well, the highest court is going to sentence us on judgment day. No appeal is going to be given. And on our day in heaven's court, then, we don't have to worry about justice not being carried out. The unbelievers will go where they justly deserve. The believers will go where they don't justly deserve, but they do mercifully deserve. Free gift from their Savior. So, the judge, the verdict, what's the sentence going to be? Sentence that will be received uh, from our appearance in heaven's court is one of two sentences. Some will be given life. And our text tells us this by saying in the 34th verse of our text, then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Every believer you know, has a portion in the kingdom of heaven. And on judgment day, we will take that real estate that is promised to us. You know, we worry about the prices of real estate if we're trying to sell our house or buy a house. We don't have to worry about the price of the real estate we're going to be given in heaven. It's a free gift to us from Jesus. It's a mansion. Nicer than any Malibu mansion or other mansions. We see houses eroding from the recent uh, hurricane and hanging over the edge, ready to collapse. That won't be the case when we get uh, our home for eternity. Be assured that we're in that group that's going to be given prime real estate. Be assured uh, that words of God in our text are true. No. Jesus said, for I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous respond, well, Lord, when did we do this? When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Um, does this section make you feel a little guilty? 
Have you been that kind to others? Have you shared the news of Jesus to help them with their problems? We all can sort of bow our heads and know that we're not as generous maybe as we should be. We're not as kind. We're not as outspoken about Christ. But our sins, failures for those things too are forgiven by Jesus and we just now need to go and do better from now on. Our day in heaven's court is something that uh, we can face with assurance that we've done our our best, but our best isn't enough. But our best, the failures of our best are forgiven. And now go and do as Jesus tells us to do. There's the other side that goes on in our text, the opposite, you know, Jesus tells them, you did not do these things. And they say, why, how did I not do them? I don't recall this. And Jesus said, you didn't show generosity. You didn't show love. You didn't act in my name. Well, are we in danger of uh, winding up with the goats? We are told uh, he who stands Take heed lest he fall. Make sure we show the fruits of faith. Not that they get us to heaven, but they serve to help us hold on to our Savior's love. On our day in heaven's court, we want to receive the favorable sentence of eternal life. This sentence is available to us due to the work of God, the Father coming up with a plan of sending a Savior for us. This work is due to God the Son who became that Savior and then to God the Holy Spirit who brought us to faith in that Savior. We are to ask God to help us at all times so that our faith remains and strengthens and so that we will be among the blessed and receive the sentence of eternal life as we face our day in heaven's court. With the judge described, the verdict known, and the sentence declared, we who know our Savior judge have no need to fear the arrival of judgment day and the entrance into heaven's court. May God keep us prepared and use us to make more prepared for the coming of our heavenly judge and the appearance in his court. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and our minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.